Brian Dawkins, and you're looking at Corner Pub Sports. Uh, we'll do it live! Fuck it! Corner Pub Sports. Fuck me in my ass, man. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on, everybody? Corner Pub Sports coming at you here live on a Friday night on YouTube, Twitter, or X, I'm sorry, uh, Facebook Live, and of course, if you download the show on iTunes, Spotify, Satchel, all those places, all those places. Mm-hmm. We thank you so much. That was a very unenthused Satchel today. What's going on with you, man? What's going I on? I have things on my mind. Yeah? <laughs> oh, all right. That distract you from doing a good satchel. Yeah. Well. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, it's not that fucking hard, bro. I got a headache, satchel. <laughs> Look at you. With your fucking 48% body fat and you scrounged a little bastard. Polsky said, there they are. Number one shock jocks of Philly. Sup, bitches. Yes, we are. Yes, we are, baby. So we have a great show set up. Or we think it's going to be a great show. You know, we don't know how this goes with us. Um, we have former NBA player and author Dean Tolson joining us tonight. Uh, he has a book called Power Forward. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about the book and about his path because it's not uh, as simple as you know one may think. Um, he he had a battle literacy illiteracy. I'm sorry, and um, what illiteracy illiteracy. <laughs> he had a battle <laughs> illiteracy and uh, and went back to school literally. And went, back to, and went back to school and got his master's, and it, it's crazy. It's a crazy story. Uh, Let me help you, motherfucker. So we're looking forward to having him on um, a little bit later tonight. Uh, about 15 minutes or so, he'll be joining us. English, motherfucker, do you And uh, we are going to have a Pat show. Super Bowl, we're going to talk about Kellen Moore because he uh, joined, the, joined the team right after we did the show on Friday last week. The I Carter changed my stance on him. The Carter Hart situation gets interesting, and we got a lot of while you were drunk stories tonight. So we're we're looking forward to tonight. Let's get right at it though with the Sixers because this was a big week. Um, and of Carter course, Hart. why do I do God, this? I it out. Why do I why do I, why do I, why do I do this every week? I always forget the most important question of the week. What are we drinking? I got the uh, good old fashioned black and tan, which is empty. I need another one. But, there yeah. you do. I got the good old Guinness. Guinness. I got a, a Ginger and Jameson going on. Oh, there you go. So, uh, okay. Dave Langle, good evening, sir. Good evening. <clears throat> good evening. On, man. What's up there, Dave? So, yeah, let's get at it. The Sixers did not have a great week. They did end a four-game losing streak, but um, before that they lost someone else a little bit. Yeah, I think he's pretty important to the team. I'm not, uh, I don't know what you guys think. But, yeah, a little bit. A little um, bit. 
Yeah, Joel Embiid leaves the game um, a couple nights ago with a knee injury. He, he basically got uh, against Golden State. A player was going after a loose ball and, and kind of went, fell backwards on his knee. <clears throat> the replay wasn't pretty, um, but they're saying it's a meniscus injury. The extent of the injury is not known yet, but the fact that he was even playing the game, you know, a lot of people have an opinion about that. The West Coast trip was looked like it was going to be just him just sitting out because he was dealing with soreness in that knee anyway, and now he plays in a game. In, in the waning minutes of the game, he gets hurt, and now we don't know if we're going to have him back anytime soon, if at all. Um, and obviously, you know, people are upset because he was the clear-cut favorite to win MVP. That's out the window. Uh, he's going to miss too many games now. He's going to be ineligible. Um, you know, that's what you get for taking fucking, you know, scheduled rest days. Right. Uh, but that's the um, NBA. Load like it's, it's the NBA's own – like, it's the way the NBA is, man. I, like, but at this point, like – if you're going this far and you're, you know, you're really building this to make a serious run at it next year. Mm-hmm. Right, Mark. Spray some fucking Windex on it. Yeah. But you're doing this to take a serious shot at it next year, which is your last shot with MB. Mm-hmm. So, just shut it down. Yeah. Just shut it down. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh. Just shut it down. Let Maxi be the star. They're not going to see what he's got. If he's going to play, he's not going to get shut down. Dude. He, he, they, they are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. And no, I'm saying that's true. What I'm saying is, like, like whatever it is, that like do the proper surgery. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Don't try to save this season. I see what, what I'm saying. saying. I thought you were saying if he comes back, just don't even bother and just let him. No, 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 that's no, what no, I thought no, you said. No. Okay, just shut him down for because yeah. you're building it for next season anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, we right before we went on the air, we were talking about it. Um, there's a some bookkeeper just put out odds that the, the Sixers have the second best odds in the NBA to land Jimmy Butler to bring Jimmy Butler back to the to, to the Philly. I mean, I, but a lot depends on the, the extent of the injury to Embiid. So if right. Embiid's injury is not that bad, you know, yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be awesome. That'd be incredible. And you can probably put the Sixers right up against anybody at that point with Maxi Embiid and and um, and Butler, but I don't think that'll happen. And 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 of course, you know, again, a lot of hinges on the extent of the injury. So, um, Polsky said, build build back better Embiid. Ain't you guys tired of this fucking regular season bullshit? Mm -hmm. Like he puts these astronomical numbers up. He's playing great, okay, and then he ends up hurt, and you know, and then he does nothing in the postseason. Yeah. Like he he does nothing in the postseason, nothing. Jamie, who who's actually lives out in Colorado, he said that's a, such a shame. How about that fine for messing with the Nuggets game? So yeah, how about that? They, the Sixers got fined seventy five thousand dollars because uh, uh, they didn't they didn't report the injury quick enough. Apparently, yeah, like he he ended up on the injury report fifteen minutes before the game started. Yeah, it was. I remember he, it being pretty quick. Like, all of a sudden, it was like, oh yeah, he, and then of course the accusations came that he was ducking them. But clearly, I mean, he was he he had been hobbling in the in the game before that. At the Spurs right. game, the Spurs game, um, yeah. you know, granted he scored seventy, um, but he was hobbling in that game. Points. Yeah, and that's you know, yeah, he scored the seventy. He really hasn't played since. Well, there's, there's you know, Dave. I think Dave's kind of alluding to what you're saying, Gary. 
Yeah, that and they cannot you know stay what? healthy, and they're not going to win anything. Like well, it's the same thing year after yeah. year with them. And you know what? That's probably the most likely scenario here. Mm-hmm. Like, you try to run it back with them next year. You wind up trading them at the deadline next year. Right. Um, we. I, I, yeah. It's 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 a hard it's a tough situation. I'm for grabbing him, a man. beer. Yep. Okay. All right. So while he's while he's um, grabbing his his next beverage of choice. Um, we are going to be joined by our special guest tonight. This should be a lot of fun. Mr. Dean Tolson is joining the Corner Pub Sports Crew. Dean, how are you, sir? Hello, hey, Corner Pub. Hey, man. Yeah. How, how you doing? How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. We're doing good. We, we, you know, we have a little adult beverage in, in hand here. We're, uh, we're relaxing on a Friday night here. Uh, a little toast with one another. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, so, Dean, you know, we're, we're really, we're really uh, excited to have you on tonight. Um, for those who don't know, Dean, Dean was a, uh, a, a former NBA player. Um, he he played for the Seattle SuperSonics back in the seventies. We ha- we'll, we'll get into that. It's a pretty pretty interesting story. I'm excited to hear his his side of it. Um, but he also has a book out. It's called Power Forward. Um, so Dean, I guess, I guess we can start off with that. Like, why don't you uh, tell our listeners and our, our viewers here, um, what, what power forward is about? Um, power forward was a book that, uh, I felt was necessary in society to write for kids and children in America who were dropping out of high school at 7,000 kids a day, 1.2 million a year, Mm. and a child every 26 seconds drops out of high school in America. Wow. And I said to myself, you know what? That could have been me. And I did. I, I basically quit while I was in school, and the only thing that kept me going was playing basketball in the dream of becoming an NBA player. So, and, and what, so like, I, I mean, I know, I, I think I know the story. It's pretty, pretty wild. And we have a listener here who's going to love this part. You, you're a kid and, and your mom is a, is a friend of a, a certain NBA legend. And he comes to your front door. Like what happened there? What is the story behind you meeting Wilt Chamberlain? Wow. Well, you know, in the inner city of Kansas City, it's, it's a, re- a real concentration of violence all the time. Murders, rapes, prostitution, whatever. R- robbery. And this is how I grew up. And so mm-hmm. my mother, her husband, my dad, mm-hmm. had, had a, my aunt, is who went to KU and dated Will Chamberlain. Mm. And she brought him home. That's, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. And we like five years old. I was five. My oldest brother was six. And this guy was so awesome. He would pick us up with, with both hands like that. He put me in one hand, my brother in the other hand. And he <laughs> oh my God. in the air like that, right? With his, in the small of our back. And then he set us down before we run off and then come back and do it again. And oh, man. <laughs> That's, That's so cool. Awesome. He was toying with us like ragdolls. <laughs> like, just imagine the size of his hand. 
mean, wow, awesome figure I had, had had ever seen. And so my dream became: I want to play in the NBA. Mm. You know, I want to play in college. I want to play in the Final Four. I want to play in the NBA. I want to win an NBA championship. And the dream came true, and I ended up playing for Bill Russell. So be, be, before you before you get drafted, I mean, you're you're kind of going through. I'm assuming after that, you know, you meet Will Chamberlain. You're like, all right, this is what I want to do, and you're playing ball and and you know, middle school, high school. But um, before you even get to that point, like, basically, bas- basketball was the priority, right? Like, education became oh, second right. nature, right? <clears throat> that was my dream. Yeah. So, but but unfortunately. You, you kind of suffered because your education took a back seat, right? It, it had no seat at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even in the equation. <laughs> it, it, it was like non-existent. Yeah. School, was a, school was a playground. Yeah. I went to school to goof off. Skip school, skip classes, get in fist fights. Steal candy bars mm-hmm. out of the candy store. Yeah. You guys got to realize we're talking 1956, 57. Wow. I'm 72 years old. Oh, man. Aren't you? Yeah. I don't think you're. Man, look at you. You're in good shape, man. You still look like you're in good shape. You still, you probably take Ryan on in 101, I think. Oh, yeah. I beat most of them still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Without hesitation. <laughs> well, so, all I'm going to do is take you down low. Yeah, well, I mean, you are six foot nine. It'll be kind of tough to, you know. Well, just take you down low and screw on you, and you don't get the ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you, 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 get through, you get through school, and then you get into Arkansas, which I see you repping the shirt today. And, oh, yeah. and, you, and you had other people basically, like, taking your tests and stuff for you? Oh, okay, okay. Oh. Yeah, I ain't help him do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, bas- it was, ball, it was basketball or bust. My job was to score 30 points a game and 20 rebounds a game in Arkansas mm. break all the records that I still hold today. Yep. That's my job. Nice. You were uh, you were considered uh, like a, a speedster. Bobby, right? Bobby Porter's don't hold him. You talking to him. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. That's incredible. Who, 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 was the co- who was the coach with Arkansas when you played? Who was the what? The coach. coach. Oh, that was uh, Lanny Van Eman and uh, Gene Cady and uh, Jim Rogers. Okay. And you were, like, I guess in your playing days, you know, you were what, – what would you consider yourself? Um, were you like a more of a speedster, slasher type of player? Were you, you know, a pounder inside? Like, what, what would you, what would you consider yourself? Would you, would you like to hear the scouting report? Sure, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Stop Dean Tolson, and you'll beat Arkansas. Wow, that's <laughs> that's about as point blank as you can get. <laughs> I, I, I averaged twenty two point five rebounds a game, and thir- I mean twenty two point five points a game, and thirteen point uh, five rebounds. <laughs> That's incredible. That's awesome. Monster number. In, in college. Yeah, in college. Those yeah. are great numbers. Yeah. So then you – your first round or second round pick right now. Yeah, so then you get drafted by Bill Russell with, with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what I guess what was going through your mind? You you get picked, and your dreams coming true, and and you know what were you what were you thinking at that point? Well, I averaged more rebounds and more points than anybody he drafted that year, and Tom Burleson, North Carolina State champion, Final Four champion, was the first pick. Mm. But he chose to bench me for three years in a row, and I didn't get to play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. It, from what I gathered, it didn't sound like you and uh, Mr. Russell had were on the same page much, because um, he kind of went against the way you played ball, right? I mean, he. Well, I was twenty years ahead of my time. Hmm. I played like Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I was doing nothing but getting better every day that I played, and they benched me and benched me and benched. And you, you hold the uh, – is that still the record? You, you, you're the quickest to score seven – you're the only player to score 70 baskets – or seven baskets in 60, minutes, 60 seconds? I scored, six, I scored 12 points in one minute. No NBA player in the history of the game has scored 14 points in 60 seconds. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but Russell kind of you – know, Bill Russell kind of took that away from you, right? Because he, he kind of wanted you to slow it down, slow the pace down. something more even impactful than that. That was the first NBA game I ever played in. Oh, wow. oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's quite wow. a, that's a way to make an impression. <laughs> <laughs> we got one of our listeners here is calling you the Dean machine. Was that, is that, is that, a, is that a first Dean machine? Did anyone ever call you that? All right, yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure if you – yeah. I played internationally for 12 years all over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? Played four years in the NBA, 12 years overseas. Retired at 38 and went back to college. Mm-hmm. My mission here is to tell these kids about how important this education is in their little lives. That's my mission. These to kids nowadays are thick-headed, Dean. To go from – to go from illiteracy to a master's degree at a Division One university and graduate magna cum laude in my master's program. It's never been done by any professional athlete in the history of this country. It's pretty remarkable. How did Impressive. you how did you discover like what happened when you discovered that you know, <coughs> hey, we have a problem here. You you know, you might be illiterate. Like what how did that come about? Well, I flunked the fifth grade twice. Okay. And they were going to flunk me three times. <laughs> and my mother intervened and came up here and says, no, he is the tallest kid in this class. Mm. And you're not going to keep flunking him and making him look like Mer- Lurch in the Herman Munster. You're going to pass him. You're going to pass this guy. Yeah. So he's going to pass me. And so that set this trend for everybody to keep passing me, and I just became better and better. I became the top player in the state of Missouri. I had over 200 scholarships to major universities all over the United States, and everybody wanted me. But I only had this one school that was willing to cheat <laughs> to get me in. Yeah. When they did it. Wow. That's, and so at 32 wow. years old, 
I started to learn to read and write for the first time in my life at 32 years old. Oh, man. Wow. What a system and, failure. And now, oh God. and now, and now he has a book and he, ha- and yeah, he has a master's yeah. degree. Like it, that's inc- what was what, Dean, what was your, uh, what's your master's in by the way? I have a master's of adult education in workforce development and workplace development with a concentration in human resources. Congratulations. Wow. Man. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I know a few, I know a few that's things. That's impressive. And I had a 3.9, and they inducted me into the National Hall of Fame uh, uh, Honor Society in Chicago, Illinois. That's fantastic, man. First professional athlete of any sport in this country to ever pull it off. That's absolutely amazing. That's that's (laughs) incredible. I'm so proud. I want to share it with all the kids out there. You should be proud of that. That's quite an accomplishment. All the kids need to know. So you get your master's. These kids these days are thick-headed. They're not going to listen. And they don't listen? Mm-hmm. That's what's wrong with me. I didn't listen. Yeah. They don't listen. It took me until I was 32 years old to start listening. Mm-hmm. Well, how many of them will get that opportunity to go back like I did? They're going to happen. Yeah. They're going to be on your robbers, your murderers, your rapists, your thieves, your, your whoever. Yeah. Your losers, your cemeteries, right? Absolutely. And that's where they go when they can't survive and make it. Yeah. I watched it every day until I was 18 years old in Kansas City. That's what I saw every day. Is that for my life? Pimps, pushers, addicts. Man. Eating barbecue and fried chicken. Yeah. Every day. And hanging out on the corner. Doing something they ain't got no business doing. That ain't the wow. kind of society we want, man. We don't want that. Yeah. I know I don't. Because I know it's unnecessary. And I proved it. It's unnecessary. So you, you, you're getting the word out. You know, you, mm-hmm. I'll get to the book in a second. Um, but, like, are you, like, are you speaking at events? Are you going to places? Are you, okay, I, I figured as much as youth, youth centers and stuff. Years I've been public speaking about this topic, mm-hmm. and for 30 years it fell on deaf ears, and that's why I decided to write the book. And now it should be a motion picture. I mean, if that's, I watch it. If that's a way to get the word out, you know, that, that's definitely. I mean, what's a better way to, to get the word out than that, right? You wonder how I went to a, a seven continents on airplanes and couldn't read and write. You're, right, you're trying to figure that out. Mm. Okay, uh, speak the language in their country, but yet yeah, you're going all over. Yeah. That's and somebody got a sign holding it up, say, Dean Tulsa. Hey, that's me over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go average 40, 45, 50 points a game in these places. Hey, so you were playing all that. Oh, we did have a question. Uh, uh, Mark Polsky wants to know what was your favorite court to play on in the world? What was your, I guess your favorite arena, I guess, yeah. Good good question. Manila, Manila Philippines. Ah, okay. Average average forty five points a game over there. <laughs> That's awesome. And then and then crazy uh Billy Ray Bates came over and broke all my records. He averaged forty six. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's still pretty awesome though. Yeah. And I played with a guy over there and my partner's name was Larry McNeil. Went to Marquette. 
Okay. Six foot ten. Hmm. And he's the all time leading scorer over there. He averaged about sixty points a game. Oh. Wow. Oh, him and I together, him and I he scored forty, I scored fifty. And they changed the league and only let one American play on the floor at one time because him and I was scoring too too many points. <laughs> it was too unfair. Uh-oh. I lost Uh-oh. I, I can still see, I can still see you. What, uh, I, I, I've been touched something on my keyboard. All oh, right, man. I can still I can still I can still uh, kind of see you. and I can still hear you. So yeah, we can hear you. Just a soul what? Yeah. Oh man. It's like you're in the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> you can see a nose with a bubble coming out. <laughs> my keyboard. Dang, it. And now I'm still illiterate. See. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> I don't know what to hit to get you to come back. Oh, man. I can still hear you though, Dean. So that's that's not the worst. Okay. Thing. Yeah, we can still hear you. It's it's okay. I'd rather see you got audio. Yeah, I can see something, right? Can't you see that in the background there? Yeah, see his hat. Is yeah, that what it is? Hat. Yeah. Okay, y'all go ahead. I'll talk. Okay. All right. So, so you decide to to write the book, like you said, that you know it's falling on deaf ears and. And you write the book, and and I gotta ask you because I'm, I'll, I'll get to something in a second. But like, you know, okay. how, what, what's this process been for you? Like, what's it been like for you to, to to write the book? And like, you know, do you consider was it extremely difficult for you? Was it easy because it was coming from the heart? Like, how would you describe your experience doing it? The the book is the hardest thing that I have ever accomplished in my life. Mm-hmm. That includes going back to school playing basketball in the NBA, playing in college, traveling overseas. It is the most difficult task that I have ever taken on. Hmm. So, Do not write a book. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm rounding third base right now on my, on my draft. Uh, I, have a, I have a book uh, in the work, so that's, that's yeah, why, that's why it's – he I guess. thinks he's all run over over here. I got a little seat. You can there see you now. Go. You can see you again, Dean. We're good. Oh, welcome back. Hey, we can hey, see. Hey. Yeah. hey, I got a little tip for you for your book. Uh-huh. If you don't feel in your heart that it's a number one winner, mm-hmm. then don't try to make somebody else think mm-hmm. that it'll win. Right. Okay. You That's have to believe your story that much. And I believe, just like I'm talking to you guys right now, I've convinced you so far that you believe in my story, right? Yep, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Well, whenever you write a book, you better do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> you'll lose. Yeah, so so and far, I, I, I'm I, I'm happy with what I've done so far. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. So you're the only yeah. one to know. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we have a question here. What my story will do if I can get it to the people. And that's why I'm talking to you guys tonight to help me get the story to the people. Hundred percent. We're gonna, uh, you know, we we've been promoting it uh, during the week, and we'll continue to promote it for you um, after when the show posts and and after that for sure, man. Because it it's a great message. You don't. It's it's great to talk to someone who has their heart in a place that is beneficial to society, and in this case, yeah, that is a hundred percent the case. Um, yeah, help others. That's who I am. I, my whole life, I always try to help a little kid that want to do something or go somewhere or be a ball player or go to school 
It doesn't matter what he wants to do. I want to help him. Yeah. Or her. Not, let's just don't do gender. Let's do everybody. Girls and boys. Right? They yep. all need education. 100%. It's probably the most important thing you can do for yourself, right? In your life. Yep. Present, past, and future thing you can do in your life to yep. be successful is education. You never lose with that. Yeah, you're not... You're not going to, yeah. Getting an education can never be considered a waste of time. Right. No. Yeah. It can never fail. Yeah. You never fail. Because all you can do is gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to get dumber from learning. Like, I, no. I never, I, I didn't apply myself until I was 32 years old. Yeah. And then I learned and found out that I can learn. I just, I can't. I can't get my head around the whole, like, you made it that far. Yeah, like, that's amazing. Like, you made it that far through high school, college, middle school, elementary, and then, wow, that's that's just incredible. It's an incredible story. It took me 15 years to get my undergraduate and master's. Hey. (laughs) But you did it. Yeah, you did it, and that's. You didn't give up. Well, the first four years was fun. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh man, I just rolled around campus chasing little girls and you yeah. know s- smoking bud and just having a fun. <laughs> just playing ball, getting high yeah. and chasing cat. Going to shit digs and stuff all night. <laughs> out with hippies. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Man, oh man. It's all about uh, hit, hitting that blunt, <laughs> hitting that blunt, and that chasing that patch <laughs> of hair. And then when I went back at 32 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every night. Oh, man. We have a, uh, we have a question here from uh, one of our listeners. This is actually the guy we were telling you about. He's a huge, huge Wilt Chamberlain fan. I knew I had I'm – glad, I'm glad he asked the question because, I, 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 you know, you, you got to meet the guy. And... What's the question? So he said, what are your thoughts on Wilt Chamberlain? Do you think he was the most dominant player in his era? My personal opinion is that he was the best player ever. Nobody came close to averaging 50 points a game. Not even close. Mm. And 25 rebounds to boot. Now, I'm only 6'8". Okay? So, my attitude of watching Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell was, I can get 30 points and 20 rebounds a game, too. Mm-hmm. So, I did. I got 30 points a game and 20 rebounds a game my senior year in high school. And then my first year at Arkansas, I got 30 points a game and 20 rebounds a game as a freshman at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And then I fell to meningitis in my back from a bus accident and mosquito bites. And my average fell to 22 and 13 instead of 30 and 20. Because I played for three years with meningitis in my back and was passing out every game. And so all of those other players could not even come close to what I did, and I still set the record with meningitis in my back for Mm. three years at Arkansas. Man. Because I was at 30 and 20 before I went down. So if you – because I think – Robert Parrish, I don't care who yeah. they were. Yeah. Marvin Barnes. Man, you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah they couldn't wow. stop. 
They couldn't stop me. I was gonna say, yeah, that's right, because Robert, yeah, Robert Parrish was in that in that uh, era. That's yeah, yeah. Wow. I, was, I was I was six nine, one hundred and eighty pounds, and they thought they would swing me around mm. and abuse me under the basket and just do whatever they want to do. And then when the game's over, with, who is that skinny <laughs> son? <of a> <laughs> You, you find out when, by the end of the game who he is. I think your game, like the, the way you described it and stuff, like the way you played probably would have transpired pretty well to today's game of basketball. Oh, my God. They, they, look, I was sure. in the slam dunk contest in the first one. You, you were in the very first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And – I was taken off on the free throw line with one or two steps. Hmm. Okay. And I mean, flushing it on anybody. And I was just waiting for Bill Russell to play me. And he never played me. I averaged a point a minute in the NBA. Hmm. That's crazy. If I, if I average 20, if I, if I get 20 minutes, I score 20 points in the NBA. I get 15 minutes, it's 15 points. 10 minutes, 10 points. Two minutes, two points. And I would win game after game for the Sonics off the bench. Coming off the bench, cold. I mean, I'm ice cold. Yeah. Third, fourth quarter. I never got in one NBA game in the first or second quarter except for one game. That was against the Portland Trail Blazers and Bill Walton and Maurice Lucas. We were down 37 at the half. And Bill Russell came to the locker room and says, uh, y'all don't like Seattle no more, huh? Y'all must want a new home, right? <laughs> and he says, Dean, you're starting second half. I went in and I hit 19 points in 18 minutes. <laughs> and we lost the game by seven. Oh, man. We, uh, wow. Our uh, co-host Mike was late joining the party here. Uh, Mike, hey, how you doing, Dean? Mike. Good. I, I've been I've been sitting back in the background listening for for a good five ten minutes. So I've been uh, I'm pretty well caught up. But uh, welcome to the show. What's that? You got a question for me? I do have a question for you. Uh, I don't know if I should ask now. Yeah, but, go ahead, go uh, for it, man. Yeah. So my question is. Um, so you talked about, you know, not being literate during your basketball career and, you know, obviously, you know, persevering and whatnot. But do you think that your career would have been different or that you would have been better had you been literate during your basketball career hmm. in the NBA and, and overseas? I definitely think education would have played a massive role in my entire career had I been edu educated. Mm. But here's what you must understand, Mike. My mother had an eighth grade education and my dad had a third grade education. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that's where I came from. Sure. And so what the message is for what you just said and what kids need to know is when their dad and mom is sitting on the couch smoking and drinking of whatever they're doing. Go to their room and get your book out. Mm -hmm. That's what I didn't do. Yeah. Okay? And that would have made the difference that you speak of in my life. Sure. And 
That's my message to the kids and the young people out there. What are what are, yeah. what are some of the areas that you uh, you frequently visit to uh, or that you had visited to uh, to talk? Uh, to, to speak. Yes. Yes. I spoke to major universities, Division One schools. I spoke to uh, high schools and middle schools. And I even like the little ones in the elementary school. And they, they, they listen better than the older ones. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, and they, they come up to me and they come to me like a, a, a magnet. And, and they, they draw to me and I, they're just ready to do whatever I ask them to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm going to study my lesson, Mr. Tosin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my degree like you one day. Yep. And then my heart, my heart just gets about that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that they understand this at such a young age. Sean and I have elementary school kids. Uh, they come back to me and they tell me they're a doctor and they're a teacher and they're an executive and they're a lawyer. Because mm-hmm. I've been yeah, doing this for 40 years. Since, That's awesome. since 1988, since the day I graduated, I've been talking to these kids. Yeah. That's... And now I couldn't reach enough of them, so I wrote the book. Now I want the movie so they can see it for themselves. And, and the book came out, what, at uh, um, October, October, right? October, right, yeah. So, Dean, in the movie, what actor would you pick to play you? Good question. Somebody got to know the business. And the only actor I know that know that business like that would be somebody like Rick Fox of the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> he's my height. He's my size. He's been in the movie theaters for years, and he understands that business, and he could probably play me to a T. Yeah. Rick, Rick Fox. All right. And he's a good-looking one that's married to uh, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering yeah, yeah. if, if yeah, that yeah, has yeah. something to do with it, too. I was trying to think he was married to. Yeah, I knew he was married to somebody. <laughs> yes. And, and, and so anytime you got Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain in your life, I mean, hey, those are the two guys that revolutionized the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I had both of them in my life. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's phenomenal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some, some of the comparisons, right? Today. Yeah. Those two guys made it what it is today. Those single-handedly, those two guys. Yeah. That is pretty I wild. Played, I played against one of them and played for one of them. Mm-hmm. I played against Chamberlain when he was with the Lakers and Jerry West, and then mm-hmm. one year, my rookie year, then I, played, uh, then I played for Russell for three years in Seattle. Did, uh, did Wilt, I guess, did you and Wilt stay in touch through the years after everything? No, once him and my aunt stopped dating, then I didn't okay. see them. But did he remember, like, did he remember you? Yeah, you know, I think he left. Didn't he leave college at a sophomore junior year? He yeah. didn't stay the whole four years. Jay, what's probably, the answer probably, to that question, Jay? Yeah, Jay probably know. <laughs> probably not, yeah. I, yeah. Who, who holds the most points in 60 seconds in the NBA game? Trivial person, who is he? <laughs> Dean <be> Tolson. 
Yeah. I wonder if that's in your Philly. I hold some more records in the NBA, too. You want to hear them? Yeah. Go ahead. I was cut from the Seattle Supersonics five times, and they brought me back to the same team five different times. Hmm. Wow. I got cut twice in one year and brought back. So why do you think that you couldn't get the – you couldn't get through the bill to kind of get you more time playing? Because he had the old Boston-style – Set up mm-hmm. a playbook that he brought to Seattle that didn't work. And right. And the best we did was go up against Rick Barry, and they beat us in seven games. And um, they went on to win, going to say, went on to win the championship against the Washington Bullets in 1974. Rick Barry. He averaged 37 points a game against us in the playoffs. Wow. And I averaged about 37 minutes, 40 minutes on the bench. Mm. (laughs) Watch it. Mm. But we did good. We won three at our place and won three at their place and then lost game seven at their place. They had a home court advantage. And then in 1978, Lenny Wilkins took over, and I was still on the team. And they went all the way to the championship and lost. He replaced me for Wally Walker in 1978-79, and the Sonics won the championship in (laughs) 78-79. That would have been my ring. Oh, man. (laughs) Brutal. So where that, did you where, where did you go play that year? I went I went up to Anchorage, Alaska, and we won the championship up there. We was uh, a twenty seven and four. Nice. Yeah, wow. I was twenty seven points and eighteen rebounds a game up there. Well, then, you got to move around to keep warm. Yeah, then, <laughs> the Rockets picked me up for Rudy Tomjanovich. They got punched in the face. Hmm. And I went there for a 20-day trial, and, they, and I turned it out. Every, every team I ever went to, I made the team, and I got cut. Mm. <laughs> That's wild. How can you score 20 and 30 points against guys and you get cut? Especially and for you, your – especially show for it, You show it to them consistently that you can do this against anybody and you still get cut. Especially for your size back then, you know, even more so. You know, being 6'8 back then, it's – I didn't get to be 200 pounds until I was 35 years old. Mm. Wow. Maybe that. I was under uh, 200 pounds, and, and I had the quickest first step in the NBA. I would take one dribble, one step, and slam on you from anywhere. Mm. You ask anybody that knows the Dean Tulsa story, they know. And they can't lie or deny. <laughs> I'm a duck on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a duck on you. <laughs> and and, and any, I, 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 Bill Russell used to call me scatter ass. Scatter ass? Yeah, scatter ass. Yeah. That was my game. I had a scatter ass game. But scatter ass is kicking your ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters in the NBA, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, especially back then. Especially back then. That's That's the way it was, right? It was more physical game and. I fought the politics more than I did the players I was playing against. Hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, probably because you were forced to, because you, you know, you wanted to know why the hell you weren't in the games. Hey, the fans used to cuss Bill Russell out for not putting me in. Mm. Hey, Russell, he just scored 12 points in 60 seconds. What are you taking off for? Are you stupid? <laughs> Ain't nobody else scored 12 points in 60 seconds. Put him in. That whole thing, though, like, I, I, you know, the whole time, like, this this whole, you know, last couple of weeks putting that together, you know, I wasn't even thinking, like, yeah, you, know, you played against Wilt and you played for Bill Russell. You played – you were completely intergrained with two of the, the biggest field, legends I ever. Goal, I, I broke the field goal record percentage from the field in the NBA with, with Seattle with 56.6 mm-hmm. from the field. Do you know these guys ain't even shooting fifty percent in the NBA right now? Oh no, no. Yeah, I'm shooting fifty six point six for the whole season and can't get to play. That's crazy. All these players nowadays are a bunch of prima donnas and crybabies. Look, if they get a hangnail, they ain't playing that night. Okay. Well, we just right. saw that there was it was up here somewhere. It was uh, you I just saw it somewhere. Played? Someone said, "Oh wait." Uh, uh, and oh, there it is. And Bede sprained his knee, and and uh, Dean played with meningitis. Hello, <laughs> exactly for three years. Hey, pretty wild. Do you know I'm the lowest paid player in the history of the NBA? Wow, really? Two hundred forty-eight dollars every two weeks for four years. Wow, dang, that's crazy. My like lunch what money, it is now? My lunch money was bigger than my paycheck. Oh man! They give me a pack. They give me a lunch money envelope with three thousand dollars in it. Oh man! And I would take that lunch money and buy McDonald's and Wendy's hamburgers and take that three thousand dollars home and pay my house note. Yeah. On a road trip, that's the money they give us to go on road. And so I was making less than five hundred dollars a month as an NBA player, and no one knows that. Huh. And now, <laughs> uh, the minimum salary is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even realize that they. Uh, I guess they didn't have the the salary floors and whatnot. Three thousand dollars was the minimum wage then hmm. for one season. Wow. And so my my salary was prorated because I got cut. So whenever they would cut me and bring me back in. That's where my salary would start. Hmm. So over four years, I got $56,000, and that worked out to $248 every two weeks for four years. That they gotcha. Had. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost social security uh, reporting. I, I can prove it. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah, no. That's, that's, that's I, 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 like I said, I hold records that you don't know about. And this is what these kids need to understand, that their dream of playing in the NBA is like getting struck by lightning. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Get your lesson in school. Yep. The, kid, the kids just want it handed to them nowadays, though, Dean. They don't want to work for it. But you know what? I worked in school, out of school, on the basketball court, everywhere I ever went. Like hard work pays and, off. Uh, but I never was rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Right. See, and that's what they don't understand. That's where they get confused. 
they say to themselves, if I work this hard and I don't get no reward for it, then what the hell am I doing in here? Right. It's not right. Yeah. And so what I did is I did that myself. But I said, you know what? I'm going to take it beyond that in my life. I'm going to take it way beyond that theory and do it another way and show them that no matter who you are, what you are, what you think, what skills you got, what you don't got, if you work hard enough at what you're doing and believe in what you're doing, you will eventually achieve. And that's what this book is. Mm-hmm. Is that right or wrong? 100% right. No, absolutely. If you believe it. See, but if you don't believe it, it don't matter no what I say, you say, your mama say, your daddy, it don't matter. You ain't going to do it, are you? No. Not if you don't believe in it. No, you, you, you're not committed. You don't care. Or you think nobody loves you. Or you think this, or you think that. And it's not that. It's you. Mm-hmm. It's, I found When I found out it was me, then I found me. Mm-hmm. I made five fouls when I went back to Arkansas. Never ever skip a class. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, don't ever sit in the back of the room. Sit up in front of the class and listen to the teacher and take notes and raise your hand if you don't understand and participate. Mm-hmm. Number three, do your assignment every single night and keep up with your chapters reading every night that you're supposed to do it. Don't go to football, basketball games and don't do your lesson and do cramming and catching up and all that. You're going to make a bad grade. Mm-hmm. Number four, don't ever, ever skip a class for no reason. If you're sick, you got the flu, still show up. Go there. Give everybody the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody catches it. <laughs> and the fifth and final vow I made: never, ever, ever leave that university until you got that sheepskin in your hand and you are holding it high, mm-hmm. and you're showing the whole world I did it, mm-hmm. and I'm proud, and I want yeah. others to be proud as well. If they work as hard as I did to get their education and their diploma. And now you can go out here in life and be who you want to be. Ain't got to ask nobody for nothing. Beg, borrow, or steal. Somebody will give you a position and a job to survive Mm -hmm. without doing something illegal to do it. I don't have a jaywalking ticket in my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing on record. 33% of all black men have a felony. Jeez. Wow. It's a tragedy. And my mother beat that butt. You ain't gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna come in here every night and not run the streets. You coming home. And then she had to put us in an orphan home for five years. Three hundred kids. Wow. Hundred fifty boys, hundred fifty girls. And all they did is lie, cheat, skip school, not study, uh, run around on the streets, and get in trouble. 
drink and that. I decided to pick my basketball up and not follow them. What yeah. they doing wrong? Yeah. My mom told me, "Don't do nothing wrong. You go by yourself. You don't have to be hanging out with them because they want you to hang out with them. You don't have to hang out with them. You can still do something good." And so I did. I just. I, I, I just shoot the ball until the street lights go out. Until right. I got in the NBA. Or until you saw the, the headlights on the uh, the front of the house go on. It's time for dinner, right? I got yeah. a basketball, <laughs> Jones. I got a basketball, Jones. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to see that ball make them nets jump, man. Yeah. That ball make them nets just jump all, all night long. It was my dream, and it, it, it finally came true. Now my dream is to write this book and reach these kids and so they can do the same thing I did and graduate and make a difference. And maybe this society that we live in will not continue going the wrong way in the direction that we're headed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Well, Dean, where, where, can, uh, where can our listeners and, and viewers find uh, Power Forward? Where, where can they buy it? Where can they? I'm sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. What was that again? DeanTolson.com. Okay. That's my website. And everything that we kind of talked about, about education on here today, and, 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 and advising you, I'm not telling you. I'm only advising you what you should think about in your life and consider doing hmm. for yourself. See, kids need to know this is for themselves. This ain't for nobody. This ain't for your peers and who you're growing up with and your mother and father. This is for you and your life because nobody is going to hold your hand for 80 or 90 years until it's over. Mm. Nobody. Oh, I don't know. The kids these days feel like they will. They think they will. But nobody's not, and you know that, don't you? Nobody's going to hold your hand through this life and make sure that you financially survive mm-hmm. all the way through. You have to create that through education. Yep. People pay you for what you know, not for what you think you know. And what you know is written on that degree somewhere. Uh, Dean, my, uh, <clears throat> my life, I think, changed for the better man i uh i went you know i was doing okay i mean i was you know i was stable i had you know a stable job and all but i didn't love what i was doing i went back to school man and um i got my degree i i, I finished uh 2017 summa cum laude um and you know and, and things have been better you know since so i'm sorry uh no no so my mom no my mom was a high school no, my mom was a high school dropout, and um, my dad finished high school, but neither of them went to college. When college degrees, no. No, they didn't have. I was the first one, so. Beauty school dropout. Yeah. Me too. What you say, Gary? Uh, he was. He said beauty school dropout. He's messing around. <laughs> uh, what, 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 I'm, I'm interested in what made you turn that corner for yourself. What, what was it? Um. So I did. Your, <clears throat> when I got out of high school, I I was just working. Uh, I just went right to work, and that's what I did. I was a blue-collar worker. And then I, I did go back initially. I only got my associates, um, and I never continued. 
and okay. um, my wife is a, a college um, professor. And <laughs> I had an opportunity where she's like, hey, we have a chance. Uh-huh. You can go and get that bachelor's degree if you want. Uh-huh. And I, I took the chance. I said, you know, why not? My son was, my son was just born. So it wasn't easy. I mean, he, we had, you know, we have an infant at home, a baby at home, but I was uh-huh. able to do it, and it was, I knocked it out. I knocked it out in two years. I got my, I got my two-year degree in two years while working full time. And you said you did never go back and get the four-year degree. Never did. No, not my no, family. You didn't. Nope. Okay. I was the first one. I was the first one in my family to do it. So. Oh, oh, oh okay. Did you have any degree? No. Mm-mm. Nobody else in the family. Nope. My aunt, now my aunt, you know, nursing school, but my immediate family, no. Um, my immediate family, okay. I was the only one, yeah. In my family, we got three masters and a doctorate degree out of my siblings. Mm-hmm. Out of five kids. Three of them got them a master's and one with a doctor. Uh-huh. My sister got a doctor. And my mom <clears> never, <throat> my mom never paid one dime in tuition for any of us. Okay. And oh, you guys got scholarships. Excuse me? You guys got scholarships? Yeah, my, my athletic scholarships. That's how oh, okay. they okay. put themselves basketball. That's how they put themselves to school, athletic basketball scholarships, yes. Right. And, and, and so uh, I'm, I'm very proud that out of four kids uh, and no daddy, mm-hmm. we were able to have three masters and a doctorate. That's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing, Dean. That's um And my sister, I'm so proud of her. She's the first one that got a doctorate in the entire history of our family. Wow. Where did she go? Where did she end up going? University of Hawaii. Oh, wow, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she's got an undergraduate, two masters, and a doctorate. Wow. That's great. And she graduated summa cum laude mm-hmm. in her doctorate program. That's amazing. Straight A, never made a B. That's fantastic. When she when she started talking to me about nano statistics, uh, I passed out <laughs> because I I, I struggle w- with master level statistics. Which is yeah. a doctor level statistics. I, 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 I just I, it, it didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that's a, oh man. If you understand anything about nano statistics, yes, that statistics weren't exactly my thing, so I wouldn't. Mike, Mike might have a better idea than I would, but uh. yeah, I mean, I, I'm the numbers guy, but I'm not. The, when you get into master level statistics and whatnot, I'm sure that I'm, I'm, it'll be over my head. It's over your head. Maybe, yeah, it probably would. I mean, I would. Okay. I, I'd need to, you know, brush up on some stuff. Well, 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 Mike, you know what I learned about education and learning that you can condition the mind mm-hmm. and learn anything that you choose and want to learn in life. Did you know that? Yeah, I could believe that. Well, here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove it. I never had a math class in my entire life. <laughs> Algebra, trigonometry, geometry, chemistry, statistics, mm. finite math. Not one math class have I ever had in past <laughs> wow. in my life. And when I got to my master's program, it was the very last class I took Damn. in my master's degree. 
And that's what, where I got the magnum cum laude. I got a B instead of an A. Mm. And I had an A going into the final. I had a 97 and a 95 in the first two tests. And I flubbed the final with a 65 because the teacher tricked me. That's what I mean about conditioning your mind to do any class or level you want to achieve. I studied 15 hours a day for five months. I had eight hours a day with a tutor, and I had seven hours a day studying by myself for mm. five months. Mm. And I only took off on Sunday so my brain didn't fry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay? So to, to pass a math class, and these kids, they're scared to death of science and math. Mm-hmm. And if they let me in front of them, I can convince them that they can do this. I drew all of my brackets and experiments and, and, and square roots and commas and periods and decimals. I did it freehanded. I would write it first all out, and then I'd run the equation from our nominal interval ratio of my experiment and get my hypothesis. And then plot it on the bill and then reject my hypotheses or retain it to the standard of, of deviation or the degrees of frequency. Hmm. That's yeah. too heavy for you right there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That was definitely too heavy for me. Yeah. But see, you can my point is you can do it. Hmm. And that's my point to these kids. They can do it. It's awesome, man. Get that message to them. They can do it. Yep. If they only believe, I can do it. He did it. I can do it. If I he believe did, I can I fly. No, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Is that R. Gary? That was Gary. That was Gary, yeah. R. Gary. <laughs> well, you know what, guys? Yeah, I've had a lot of fun talking to you guys. Dean, we we had a we had a blast talking to you, man. We yeah, this was uh, awesome, man. Your story, story was absolutely incredible. Um, we're gonna you know we're gonna continue to push your book for you. And uh, again, one more time, one more time for the listeners. Again, your book, your here it is. Hey, don't don't do not not go to that site and check it out, man. Check it out. Will do. Thank you very much, and, Dean. Man. And, thanks so, thanks so much, I want, Dean. I want to uh, uh, let you know in the last 72 hours, I've been in, endorsed and partnered with a Fortune 500 company. Somebody finally saw Yes. That's made, awesome. And made sense out of this to help the people. Dude, that's oh, awesome. That's wow. incredible. Congratulations. That's great. That's, that, that's great. That's incredible. Great stuff. Are they going to help me help a lot of people? That's incredible, man. Absolutely. Let me, let me help you help you. Yeah, look, the, hey, hey, I, I have, I have a, 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 a brochure here that I made up, and here it is right here. here what is this thing at the top? I'll zoom in here. Hold on, hold on a second. There we go. Join me helping them. There it is. Yep. Love it. And then what does it say down at the bottom? Power forward. Oh, yeah, we can't uh, read that. We can't. It's hard to see uh, for us. Yeah, it's a little too. America I'm looking like at an eye exam. By investing in them, we're oh, not investing yeah. in our future. 
We're investing in our country's future workforce. There you go. Correct. Yeah. 100%. That's That's what we're doing tonight together. 100%. We're helping them. See, we already been helped. We know where we're at, right? Yes. Now, what about them? Yeah. That's, that's that's the only reason I'm having the podcast with you tonight is because of them. I'm yeah. already spoke. I'm already spoken for. Mm-hmm. Well, well, honestly, kids probably stay away from our show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the parents of those kids. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. Ryan's a jokester. I can tell. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> We're brothers. Yeah, they're brothers too. So that goes and tells you a lot. So, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the two of them yeah. are brothers. Yeah. Oh, I see the resemblance now. Yeah, the gray. <laughs> it's all the gray. Yeah, all the gray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Mike, who are you? Who are you, Mike? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm just here. I'm the Make a Wish Foundation. They just let me hang out every once in a while. <laughs> Mark said he was a. Mark hey, says hey, hey. he's adopted. Mike, Mike said, be like Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be uh, like Mike. So, well, Sean, I, I, I thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you, man. Thank you so hey, much. Yeah, for, thanks, team. Hey, 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 right on for Corner Pub Sports, man. Hey, Dean, by the way, you you broke another record tonight. <clears throat> you, uh, We've been doing the show. Next month will be nine years we've been doing the show. Whoa. You, You... Yeah. You are our first basketball player athlete we've ever had on the show. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I can't believe we've yeah. I've never a record tonight. Yeah, you broke another record tonight. So yeah. Amazing. Yep. So see I can tell that story. Yeah, I, I would I would lead yeah. off every interview from now on saying I was the first <laughs> corner puzzle. We've never we've we've had Jay, writers explain who I am on the show. Yes, we've had we've had writers. Uh, oh yeah, Mike, uh, Jay said Mike is the glue that holds the show together. That's what uh, that's what he is. Um, we've had we've had NBA writers on our show. We've had uh, several. We, but we've never had a basketball uh, an NBA player on our show before. Yep. So. Well, will y'all send me a, a link of, the, of our podcast tonight? Absolutely. 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 When it posts, I'll I'll shoot you the link. Absolutely. I'll I'll email it to you. Enjoy this. Absolutely. We'll do. Hey, Dean, before you go, can, can we get a, a brand ID? Oh, there you go. Yeah. You can, what I do, do, so when we open our show house. Dean Tolleston. You're listening to Corner Pub Sports. Like, it sounds like this, right? Like, Hey, this is Brian Dawkins, and you're looking at Corner Pub Sports. So every show we start off with that. Would you mind doing one for us? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, whenever you're ready. Yeah, whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Go for it. This is Dean Tolson, former Seattle Supersonics, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports. That's fantastic. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Thanks, Ryan. That was a good idea. Thank you. I love you guys. All right, man. You take care, and uh, good good luck with the book, man. Thank you. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dean Tolson. That was awesome. That was fun. That was was a good idea, Ryan. That's perfect. Former Seattle Supersonics. That's great. Yeah, the Supersonics, man. How about that, right? 
That's it doesn't sh- even exist anymore. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's a shame, dude. They, they, Seattle deserves a, a basketball team, man. Didn't it? <laughs> weren't they supposed to be coming back? They were supposed to, and then they kind of went away from it. And there, there's still rumors that they might, they might still come back, but I don't know, man. Basketball is one of the only sports that's still 30 teams. A lot of other ones are 32, so. <clears throat> yeah. There's no, there's no Seattle basketball team. Well, nah, it was there the used Seattle. To be. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm. Ah. Yep. So. So if they were to come back and get another franchise, would they call it the Supersonics? They could, guy? yeah, absolutely. Probably. Probably. Similar to what uh, similar to what happened with the Cleveland Browns. And okay. right. so Cleveland yeah. Browns became the Baltimore Ravens, and they came back as the Cleveland Browns again. Who was the last star that the Supersonics had? The last big star? Kevin Durant. He had he had a twenty eight. Well, was, no. was he on the Supersonics? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Durant was Durant started off with the Supersonics, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It was his first. Yeah. His I didn't fir- realize that he was first two years. Yeah, it was still a Supersonics, but uh, before right. that was um, Tokyo Camp. Tokyo yeah. Camp. Yeah, absolutely. Sean yeah, Sean Kemp. Wow. And uh, who's the other? Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Yeah, Gary Payton. Payton. Yeah. Yep. The glove. So that was fun, man. I was, I, you know, I know he, um, he has a lot oh, to, he has what? a lot to get out, man. He has, a, he's a good positive message, man. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's who's good. a classic superstar to play for them? Probably Gary Payton, right? Gary Payton yeah, probably. probably or, or Sean Kemp. Yeah. How far are you going back? That's early nineties. Yeah, I'm talking before that, eighties. I really don't know much about the Sonics. I'm sure if there was a star that was ever really on that team, like the three of us would know. Uh, Fred Brown. Uh, I mean, I'm no. Spencer yeah, Haywood. I don't, I don't know that name. Um, Sam Perkins. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call him a superstar. No. George Carl was a fantastic coach for them, though. He was. Yeah. He was. That was a that, that was a fun team. Uh, I'm trying to. Th- yeah, it might be basically the biggest ones. Patrick Ewan played for the Seattle CEO. Did he? And Horace Grant, Avery Johnson. Oh, yeah, they, he, the, 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 uh, Ewing at the end of his career. Uh, did he? Wow, how about that? Uh, <laughs> Polsky no, says that. That's a big name. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, but Ewing. Ewing yeah, but I mean, that's show, like. Gar. Yeah. I'm going Gary Payton over at Ewing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, for the, as a Sonic, definitely. Yeah. All right. We got we got uh, a lot of show left here. We, we got to kind of get through it. Um. And again, it's getting late. And, and next week, you know what? We'll, we'll really dive in next week. Let's just give a basic synopsis, synopsis of the Super Bowl matchup, and then we'll. Uh, I got two quick football things with the Eagles. Um, the Chiefs and the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. We'll t- we'll really talk about it next week. But a lot of red. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts of that? Like, w- you know, what are you guys thinking about that? Uh, my initial, my initial uh, thought is, can they both lose? Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, there were both teams that I wanted to lose. Um, not that I expected to lose, but both teams that I wanted to lose. Uh, yeah. The the 49ers. I, just I expected the Chiefs to lose. So much. I thought the Ravens it's were going to roll, man. I thought the Ravens I were going to go to Super Bowl. I thought Lamar Jackson finally figured it out and, yep. and that he was going to roll. And then I thought that the Chiefs just kind of – that regular season lull that they ran into, I figured that they just – weren't as good that they finally like fell off all of a sudden Kelsey had a terrible year mm-hmm. he came back for certain like 
you know, yeah, out of nowhere, they're, now they're catching passes. Like, like a team like that, like, like their coach, their veteran, like, they, they just know how to they win. They just turned it on. Like, Andy Reid just finds a way. Like, it, it's almost, it's almost like, like what Chad Johnson said about the Eagles, playing the, possum. They'll turn it's it almost on. like they, they yeah. almost knew, like, none of this matters. They, they didn't care about the top seed. They didn't care about the home field advantage this year. They just, mm. they, they were just they, waiting. They, they know thing, when it's yeah. when it's like, like, crunch time. Like they, they're a good team that just and, knows how to win. And remember, Chris Jones sat out for the first half of the season. I just don't. I just don't think that. Um, no, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Chris he Jones. Did. Chris yeah, he Jones held out. Right. Chris Jones held out for a while. It was six yeah. They games. signed him right before. Games. Six like, games. Like six games, out. yeah, something like that. I thought he signed right before the season started. No, he he ah, was out. Really? It was, yeah. it, it was it was in season. And then he and then he joined up, and then you know that strengthened obviously strengthened the defensive line once he got going. Dude, he was a difference maker in that game against against the Ravens. Uh, he was in the backfield. Yeah, off yeah, the, he dominated that game. Um, I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to be able to get past the 49ers defense. No, Jay, Jace thinks the 49ers are going to win. They're on a mission. He that said. 49ers defense is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything well, about the Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I'll wait until next week to. Yeah, it's kind to of start right, talking predictions. Yeah, I mean, um, I just wanted to talk about the the two games. I mean, the the fact that the Lions blew that lead. God. The fact that the drop passes, the Dan Campbell, fumbled, what a fucking the, the, Like the fact that he uh, didn't kick the field goal, like going up three scores with late in the third quarter, mm-hmm. just why? Why would you not do that? I, I, I didn't understand it at all, man. I, I didn't understand the the, the 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 thought process there. You so the first time, okay, it was fourth and three. And I'm like, all right, he's being ultra-aggressive. He's trying to put him away. But even at that, I'm like, man, you had a chance to go up three scores. Three scores kind of close to puts him away. Yeah, and then, but that second time, I'm like, oh, no. Like, once they didn't get I'm like, that's it. That's the game. If you don't get it, that's the game. And you're, and you're in your own territory. And, or, yeah. I'm sorry, 49ers territory. And you can't get points on the board. Give me points to, to be within striking distance. Then forget it. Like you don't deserve this, and they didn't deserve it. I'm sorry. Like they they completely blew it, and you know. Now the funny thing is, is Dan Campbell. If the guy catches the pass, oh, we're not. Yeah, we're not second guessing. Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Two of them. He had two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I mean, you know, I still thought it was a bad idea. When in the text thread, Sean and I both said that we thought it was a dumb idea as he was doing it. So yeah. it doesn't take away from that. It just would have been. He got lucky and it swept under the rug, or you know, he looked like a genius if it worked. It's gone! Right, right. Like either way, like he he left a lot of points on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're on the road. You you get as many points as you can, man. Yeah. And now it'll be another 75 years before the Lions get there. That's kind of what I'm I, thinking. I disagree. Yeah. That's a good young team, and they're coached well. You're, yeah, you're for, right, as much right. as, for as much as Campbell's flaws in that game, he he looks like a pretty damn good coach. Right, right. And that team's loaded with young talent. Mm-hmm. They are. Them and the Packers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Packers, um, they, they improved their defense a little bit. 
they're going to be tough again. Quick. Jordan, Jordan yeah. Love. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're going to be. Love. Yeah, he fuck only fans the team anymore. Your team fucking. Fuck it. I'm drafting him next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, speaking of the Eagles and Merrill Reese, we just played a second ago. Uh, after we went off the air last week. Oh, shit, he died? No. After we went off, <laughs> after we went off the uh, air last week, Kellen Moore became the Eagles offensive coordinator. Now, at first, I hated that. I hated the hire. And Why? You know, Why? Given it because his lack of emphasis on the running game. Mm-hmm. And then look, I'm going back and I'm looking and I'm reading stuff about what he does. But he does a lot of fucking motion. Yeah. Eagles haven't done the motion game mm-hmm. on the offense. He, you know, he he's a fucking trigger happy throw the ball long guy. But he will use the running game. He will yeah. use the running game. Yeah, like, like he's going to lean pass. Mm-hmm. He's right. going. To. He's the next quarterback. He's going to. Right, right. But Ezekiel Elliott also had his best years under under uh, Kellen Moore. So, like, he knows how to use a running back. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Um, again, like, like, I'm not, like, when I, I wasn't like, yeah. All right. Like, I, I don't hate it. I, right. All right. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Um, like, they're they're going to put points up. They're going to score some points. Yeah, I mean, the um, reason the reason why he uh, left or was – was I guess removed from uh, Dallas is because he, uh, yeah. You, what, what was it that Michael McCarthy said? Something like, "Yeah, we're gonna put a, sh- a, ton, a ton of points on the board," but um, like he doesn't believe in the philosophy or something. He something like that. Like he doesn't. I don't know. Like he wanted he wanted Kellen Moore to keep the off to keep the defense off the field and use the running game, and he just wants to shoot for the stars. That's yeah. What yeah. Now here's the thing: when you look at the Eagles' offense. They had the team to be able to do that, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like these, these. Oh, and before I, the whole thing with AJ Brown and dude getting I traded. Do. Oh my God! Shut up with this. Oh my God! I'm not, I'm not even going to comment. No, yeah, he's not going anywhere. City, no. Like because they want they the media wants to sell articles. They want to sell newspapers. They want a villain. That's what they do. And they are trying so hard to make A.J. Brown the new T.O. And it's right. not going to happen because yeah. he's not that guy. He's like, look. Well, A.J. Brown came out also, and said, came out and said look, Jalen Hurts. He said, I understand this is the business. This is what happens in this business. He says, I'm here. I'm in the room. I got a phone in my room. My yeah. phone ain't ringing. Yeah. He's like, enough of this. Yeah. Yeah, Mike's right. Like they, 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 they were doing that with Hurts, too. Like. Stop making villains out of these guys. Knock it off. No, like, sorry. People people aren't going to click your articles if you're just putting. Well, dude, wait a minute. They're, I got to tell you. They're going to trade your franchise quarterback. Not yeah, trade him. I didn't see trade him. I saw. No, I seen one article um, said something. Seattle can get back in front of the NFC if they make this trade for Jaden right. Hurts. Get out of here. I, I, you know, a local a local uh, radio station has been posting nothing but negative articles recently. Like, enough. Enough with this. Um, yeah, your mom could get up off your knees if, if her husband makes this trade. Get out of here. Fuck out of so, here. So, the thing is with Kellen Moore. animals. The thing with Kellen Moore is that this is the type of offense that 
Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown can absolutely flourish even more uh, so. In. They, these guys can put up. You know, it's funny you say that when yeah. they're both coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving season. And they can have a better season next uh, year. Yeah. If they both stay healthy. I, I, if they're healthy, dude, they're both going to put up easily 1,200, 1,300 yards, both of them. Like, that's, I don't know if that's ever been done. 1,300 yards for two receivers? Right. Kellen Moore is coming here like, yo, they got some weapons in, on that on that yeah. offense. It's Dallas Goddard. On. He uses the motion in the backfield. The Eagles haven't done that. Yeah. Not they, since Sierra's been here. Speaking of motion in backfield and, and you know, up-tempo and stuff, you guys hear that uh, Chip Kelly's in, in the running for the Washington I Commanders did. I sent that. I sent that in the thread, Mike. Yeah, but they already heard. I know. Hired. know, was, I know. That you know, was, was in 107. Yeah, Mike didn't see that. <laughs> My God. Washington hired somebody. They didn't, well, they're, they're looking at Dan Quinn. Dan, no, Dan Quinn has Here been they hired. Him. He's been hired as their head coach. Yeah. Uh, well, Chip Kelly is the OC, right? Not the head coach. I thought I heard earlier today that he was going to be considered no, OC. No, no, no. OC. Offensive coordinator. Oh, so so Dan Quinn's going to bring Chip Kelly as the offensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, Dan Quinn. When, when, was Dan, oh, when was Dan Quinn hired? Was that today? Today, yeah. Yesterday. Or, yeah, or yesterday. Yeah. Either way. Man, would it not be fun to watch that organization just crumble more? I don't know yeah. how much more they can. Like, that that team has been so... Bring Chip Kelly and you'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> that team's been irrelevant for t- 25, 30 years now. Yeah. They, I yeah. think they've made the playoffs like four times in the last 25 years. Like that, they're, Yeah, well, that, what, what, what was it? The early 90s they went to a Super Bowl? They yeah, like one Bowl? year with Heath Shore. Uh, early, uh, 1991, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah Mark Rippin, right? Mark Rippin, yeah. So. yeah. But they, went, they met, met once with, like, Heath Shore as a quarterback. And then they had, like... Mark Brunell, I think they made the playoffs with when he was with the yeah. Washington one year. Like, RG3's rookie year. RG3, yeah, that's right. That's, yeah, right, because that's when he got hurt. Did Jason it? Campbell take him to the playoffs? Maybe he did. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, because he was there for a couple years. They had a good defense at, for a couple years there. Jason Campbell. Champ Bailey. Years. Champ Bailey and yeah. Sean Taylor. Clinton Portis. Yeah. Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot. Oh, <laughs> my God. Fred Smoot. <laughs> Fred Smoot. <laughs> Daryl Green, great. Yeah, Green. They have really good secondary. Anyway. Fred Smoot there. And old Bruce Smith. Fuck that team. Um, oh, man, I missed a good opportunity. Mark said motion in the back. Motion in the backfield. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to play something. I couldn't think of something there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. And how about the, uh, the, the, uh, defensive, the new defensive line coach that the Eagles got? Clint Hurt. Oh, that guy. You see the size that of that guy? Yo, man, fucking being in a prison with that guy. <laughs> Fuck, man. There's a guy coming right in your face and he just sits in there and delivers it. Uh, You're going to end up like Edward Norton in American History X. You got a nice little man pussy, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that dude's got like shoulders. I don't know how that dude walks into the. Uh, walks if into Jordan the, uh, Davis doesn't follow a diet regimen, this guy's going to stick his foot right in his fucking ass. Yeah, might, might. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's going to get that serious, but yeah. You ever have a gal suggest that you need some uh, attention paid to your butts holes? You look like fucking grape ape. Grape ape. <laughs> grape ape. <laughs> so is it like, it's looking like um, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter are going to most Start. likely be your starting tackles next year? Yes. 
I guess, yeah. Who else would it be? Uh, not enough whiskey in this one. Let me pour a little more. My nostrils aren't flaring like the other ones. <laughs> Cups a little weak, so add more whiskey, so Sal. make it stronger. Sal. 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 Big, <laughs> big guys beat up little guys, so. <laughs> Culture, culture out there. Uh, oh, least talent. God, so. I can't fucking. Uh, God. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to trade everybody, so. <laughs> trade everybody. Deshaun Jackson, he, he was in a club. He was in a gang. gang yeah. He was in a gang. Yeah. Sal, Sal. Fuck that guy. Sal. I'm going to go out to Mike Trump, get my, get my playbook, come back, trade, trade him. everybody. Trade him, Sal. <laughs> going to put a picture of a pineapple up. Nobody's oh, going to know God. what it means. A cheesesteak. Nobody's going to have any idea what it means. There's a random picture of a cheesesteak. Like, what? Cauliflower cheesesteak. Like, what's up? Come on, man. Although. Who was the, the OC? I think it was him, wasn't it? Wasn't he just, didn't he just call his own plays? It was plays? just him? I think he just called his own plays, yeah. Nah, he got an offensive coordinator. I don't know. Yeah. Just remember who the defense coordinator was? It was Josh Hoff. <laughs> Josh Hoff. Billy Davis. Oh, oh God. Oh. Dude, that, that makes my stomach oh. turn. That whole oh. error makes my stomach turn. I hated that fucking team. And I lost man. 50 bucks. Sean, yeah, Sean was sure that they were going to win the Super Bowl. That first year. Oh. That first year. I they went, hated that higher. They went 10 and 6. Stoey yes. slave us. Didn't he look good though? The first year. Yeah, well, I was. Im- yeah, I was impressed that first year. I'm like, he- in three years, he's gonna take it to Super Bowl. I was t- a year off. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't him. He left, and then right. Peterson. But yeah, um, yeah, that's all I got on the Eagles. You guys got anything else? No. No. Yeah. All right, that moves us on to a much later topic. Um, Carter Hart um, was uh, put <laughs> on a non-roster list this week. And he and four other players, <laughs> four other <laughs> players, have been con- officially confirmed as the players asked to surrender to London police related to a sexual assault in 2018. The other players are Michael McLeod, Dylan Dubé, and Cal Foot. Um, well, my my question is, how does this happen? Because then they they do a monetary settlement. They did, and this is where Jay. Uh, and I think Jay's still listening, I hope. Because um, Jay was Jay was real, Jay's been really upset about this whole thing because he's like, you know, someone's trying to get a name out for themselves. Um, but the thing he's is, the thing is, they settled for, this is why I'm worried. Well, I shouldn't say, look, if they did it, they did it. Right? You know, there's no worry. It's, I guess, concerned for the flyer's sake and concerned for the well-being of these these kids, if they are innocent, um, the fact that they did settle, and, and this this is, yeah, and they're still coming after them, and this isn't America, right? This, this, oh, it's Canada, right? And and things are different. Well, actually, it's London police, though. Right, so. it's London. <clears throat> things are different, and you know, statute of limitations, all that stuff, all that none of that stuff applies anymore. Like it's all out the window. American rights are out the window. Everything's different. So it doesn't matter if you settled or not. It, you know, this isn't a what civil case. This is a this is a criminal case, and you, you you're not settling a criminal case. You know, no, no. Um, but Jay wanted not to, look. Yeah, go ahead. Does not look good for any of them. No, I know there's no. I know there's. I know there's no details. 
how are you able to somewhat make a settlement, monetary settlement, that's proved and went through, and then you're able to prosecute criminally? Because that that's was not in fair. The, it's it, not fair. It is, Garrett. That, that that was a civil case. You sue in a civil case. It's not a criminal it's case. It's a criminal case. The, mean, government, the, the, the London government has enough evidence to pursue this as a criminal case. Okay, so how does this? How does she get both? That, that's not fair. She's not getting anything out of this. She didn't get anything. Not well, out of this. She's, she, she's not getting anything out of this. Right. She got Right, she got money out of the civil case. Right. right. So, is... But the government decided to move forward with criminal charges. Mark said it's maple syrup court. Yeah, that's that's I don't know. It's it just seems fishy. And and Jay said, yeah, why, wait five, why, why wait five why wait five years? years. Yeah. That's like, the thing. There's more right. right. Yeah. There's more to this. The thing there's is though, like, the, the fact that these players man, you know, they all made it to the NHL. They were all in, five out of the eight made it to the NHL. Huh. Uh, which is crazy. Uh you know, when you think about uh statistics and how things work and I'm are, not passing judgment till I hear more. That's and that's kind of where Jay is. And and yeah. look, and, and I think a perfect example of this is the Trevor Bauer situation. Yeah. You know, yeah. Trevor Bauer, basically his career is ruined. Like, that dude was a <coughs> top five, Cy Young winning pitcher, right? F- top five pitcher in the league. He gets accused of sexually assaulting this girl. It finds out, you know, it, it turns out that this, this girl completely made up the story and, and, and is basically admitting to her friends and they Revealed the text messages that, yeah, how much is he worth? Yeah, take 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 him take him for everything he's worth. You know, basically her yeah. friends encouraging her. You know, she beat herself up and said he hit her and forced yeah. an anal on her and all this crazy shit. And the yeah, Trevor so Bauer, sodomized. yeah, yeah. I mean, she, I would have stuck in there, stinky too. She was pretty hot. Um, but yeah, you couldn't blame a guy. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, a steak star is a steak star. He threw a slider. Change up, <laughs> fucking. He, yeah, he even gave her old knuckleball. And this is where Don tunes out. <laughs> but um, the changeup was the, the black in the eye. Off. Yeah, the yeah. fastball pissed her off. It was the fastball. It was too, it was too much. Yeah, it's the fastball. Yeah, it was a two seamer. Yeah, the fastball blackened her eye. <laughs> she was looking for the old. Uh, the old twelve. Two of them. The old, <laughs> she was looking for the old twelve. Twelve to six. Turned out to be a fastball right down the middle. Tore up that taint. Um. The huge ramrod cock. Jay said, "They can't help it, Mike. They 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 can't. No self control. None. We have none." Smack it up, flip it up, rub it around. <laughs> Mark's included. See how Mark, you too. Those fingertips can get. <clears throat> but uh, I know I played all those clips like so I'm not gonna do that again. But the whole thing, the whole pickup line was wild. So the Trevor Bauer thing when he, or, um, yeah, the Trevor Bauer thing when he went up to the girl in the bar, the, the, he picked her up. He's like, "Your hair smells fucking beautiful." The next thing you know, they were in the hotel room. She's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to get that gobbler at the end of this game. I'm going for a gobbler. Man. So I tell you what though. That girl, man, she had a she had a huge penalty kill. She had a five on one. That was pretty bad. 
Yeah, but they all scored. Yeah, they did. <laughs> She's like last in the league. Uh, but dude, it's, around from the back door. Even a goalie scored on her. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah. <clears throat> nah, but it's dude. It, I, I I told the guys, uh, Mike. I told the guys before the show. I don't know. I don't know if Ryan was on already. It sucks, dude. Like I got a Carter Hart jersey. I love that. I love that style of jersey too. It, it's the one from a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I got a picture down here at the studio. Yeah. Of me and my yeah. son when he's like two, with Carter Hart. Carter Hart just came yeah. through the league. Autograph. It's not that picture's not autograph. No. Um, ah, okay. I do have his autograph though somewhere on a puck, but uh, no, it's just a picture of me and my son. And, and I remember that day, dude. Like he was such a nice kid. You know, went up and uh, you know talked to him a little bit, and you know, my son tried to say his name. Cut, cut a hot, cut a. You know, he's two mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, that's funny. What do you What do you say? Said he said your name. Oh, dude, that's pretty cool. You know, I was like, yeah, dude. I'm about to take that fucking picture down. I can't you fucking. Might, dude. I might can't. You I might. can't support that. I already yeah. ordered another picture. <laughs> I ordered Brandon Graham strip sack autographed. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've, oh, dude, I've been I've been eyeing that up for years, and um, it's a good one. I got a good deal. Got a really fucking good deal. Nice. It's certified. Thirty bucks. Thirty dollars. Right. Someone was selling it. I'm like, yep, sold, done, boom. Wow. Last one. It was his last one. The guy said so. Uh, but anyway, Jay Jay just said, yeah, he's innocent until proven guilty. I know, dude. I know. He is. He totally is. I think he's done with the Flyers, though. So do I. I, I can't see him. How does he come back? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just don't. I just don't see it. But I don't know, I guess man. We'll know a, I don't know when when we'll know more, but eventually we will. When the cum starts coming out of our nose. <laughs> I told you. See. See. I told you. Five years later. Oh man, dude, I I really hope not. But. It's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look good, man. Yeah, well, Jay just said, let's see what comes out Monday. So hopefully she has a couple plugs up her nose. <laughs> Polsky said full. That's all he wrote, full. So what? Monday we're supposed to get details or something? I don't. I have no idea. Is that the thing, Jay? Is that what they're saying? Monday, we're going to hear some stuff. I don't know, Monday, 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 Monday. Bigfoot. Oh, he said yes. Wow. Charlie Huff and his knuckleball. Oh, remember Charlie Huff when he did the Marlins? Yeah. Fucking him and... He was like 80. Yeah. Throwing 65-mile-per-hour knuckleballs. Phillies can Phillies always have a tough time against them. Uh huh. Knuckleball. Knuckleball. Knuckleball this. <laughs> Knuckle puck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's time we do while you were drunk. And uh yeah, we'll call it. I missed the MB conversation. Yeah, yeah, we start off the show with that. Actually <clears throat> actually. We didn't get to do it last week because Gary had to leave. The movie Gar- Gary, after I do while you're drunk, movie review. Okay. All right. 
All right, while you were drunk. I am not drunk, You got man. a bit. You're trying to make me drunk. It's time to catch up on some things you may have missed. Do you think a six-pack is, is acceptable? While you were drunk. I'm drunk and I love cats. What more do you need to know? Jay wants to know if I'm drinking shots. I'm drinking Jameson and ginger, sir. Um, while you were drunk, breaking news, Apollo Creed has died. <laughs> Apollo Creed has died. Hey, oh, Gary bro. just, hey, Gary oh, just hey. laughed. Yeah, why are you laughing? If he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night. I want to piss on his ass. Damn. Brutal. Uh, yeah, yeah, Carl Weathers, man. What was he, 72? Something like that. Eh. Not that old. Like that, no. Damn. Yeah, he was yeah, just on the last season of Mandalorian. Well, he's on all the seasons, but yeah. I just finished watching that two days ago. He was just, in a, com- he was just in a commercial with a Gronk that just yeah. premiered last week. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dude. Dylan, yeah, remember, in Pre- remember in Predator? Dylan, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he turns around, he's missing an arm, he's like, Aah! The fucking gun's on, <laughs> still shooting on the ground. You guys are fucking terrible. <laughs> Throw in yeah, the remember, damn towel. Yeah, remember in Rocky too when he's reading fan mail, he's like, someone wrote this. The fight was a fake. You're a fake. Go kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's up on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the messed up part is, like, those guys get shit like that. Yeah, you know, like, that's real life. That's based off of real life. Like, those yeah. guys are getting death threats. Like, it's insane, dude. Just because you lost money because, you know, you, just, you decided to bet on someone. It's his fault. Well, no, he's dead now, so yeah, you don't have to bet on him. Yeah. Yeah. You said, in real life, he's dead. <laughs> Polsky said, uh, Stallone put up a nice post on Instagram. I got, I got two questions. One, was, uh, yeah, you know, one, was it in English? Know, uh, and two, was it short? Answer that. Stop it. <laughs> it's in fucking Braille on Instagram. Like, how do I read this on Braille? <laughs> like, I didn't know someone could type Dego on Instagram. Like, what the oh fuck? Is, like, what is that? Didn't he produce? Did he uh, produce yeah. Rocky, didn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you knock him down. We'll try knocking me down. <laughs> that's a different, that, that's a different answer, right? So, Tom's getting knocked back up. <laughs> Paulie deserved to get knocked down. <laughs> You know, anybody watch Big Mouth? They call me Big Mouth. Did you see Stallone on Big Mouth? No. no I'm, think, I'm thinking. Oh. I'm thinking Schoolhouse Rock. I think that's the show he's on. He's on Big Mouth with fucking. I think so. With um. I think it's that, I think it's that show's Big messed Mouth. up, dude. That show's tough. Yeah, to that watch. show's not. It's tough to watch. <laughs> yeah. The puberty monsters. Oh that's my saying, god! It's saying a lot for you guys to say a show. It's a yeah, lot. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's, a, it's about fucking kids going through fucking puberty. But like some of the stuff's like, oh my god, it's insane. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, Sean, it's, Sean hates Rocky. You're right, Jay. Uh, uh, he does. I like the first two. And parts of the third one. Parts of the third one. That's because you're half Philadelphian. Yeah, that's it. 
That's yeah. why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why. It's why. That's why. All right, yep. Jack. Speaking I, of half. I, I concur, Gar. Speaking of half, half of the Jackie Robinson statue was left in Wichita, Kansas uh, this week. <laughs> um, somebody, somebody removed the Jackie Robinson statue outside a, a stadium, cut it at the ankles, the bronze statue, cut it at the ankles. The statue <clears throat> was dedicated uh, to a league that opened up in Wichita, Wichita like not that long ago, like recently. Like I'm gonna talk maybe within the last 15 years. I, I'm not sure about the exact date. It was it was recent though, and they they put the statue up. Someone cut it down at the ankles. They found it this week, like a couple miles away, like burned, like burned to a crisp. Like, come on, oh, oh, right, so so where I'm confused. How do you burn a statue, I guess? Well, you, no one heard the fucking bronze being cut when they were cutting the statue down? Hey, man, that's a hope of souls all. Yeah, like... That's at the wall. Don't fuck with the... Yeah, don't fuck with the wall. That's at the wall, 357.5. Yeah, but no one saw that heads. yellow fucking souls all in the middle of darkness? It had to be crackheads. They're the only ones that could do something yes. like that and not yeah. get, I, get I think it's... I think it's a bunch of racist white dudes. Yeah, sort of a lot. Yeah. So they aren't crackheads. KKK did it. Dude, like, how do you... Why? Like, why, man? Come on. Yo, didn't the White Stripes sing something about fucking Wichita? I don't know. I don't fucking like that band, so I wouldn't know. I hate that band. Oh, that one song? Headed down to Wichita. Yeah, ain't that ain't that what Seven some... Nation Army couldn't hold me yeah. back? Oh, is that that song? My last cigarette. Ring, 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 ring. Jesus Christ! It's <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of sad animals. Like a, it sounds like a fucking beach, a beach seal. <laughs> I am the walrus. Cuckoo, you? A dying seal probably has a better beat than fucking Meg White, though. Um, oh. Polsky said I was in South Philly and the movie was. Bl- uh, bl- oh, wait, what's that? The movie was based. Based. B A S T. What's that? A turkey? Basted turkey based it. The movie was based it on B. What the fuck? The Beyond Brawler and Muhammad Ali. Polsky. Um, Jay said it was officially out of control. It's, this show is officially out of control now. It, it is. <clears throat> he's I don't know why he keeps thinking that I'm going to be able to like it. I know. Reel back, back, back in. And he's like, they need you. I'm like, I can't do anything with these idiots. <laughs> Speaking of idiots, Ben Simmons puts up a triple double this week. His first game, and I don't know. I'm a, I'm, I'm a sit out again. <laughs> yeah. Has like. 10, 10, and 12 or something. Has a triple-double his first game in like... No, he didn't, he didn't have a... He almost had it. He, yes, he, he did. Yes, he did. No, no. He no, missed he a bite. He missed a bite. He had a, a triple-double his first game back. I don't think so. He had a new side. No, he, he had a triple-double. No, he, no, he, he had like nine or eight assists or something. All right. Well, he had a triple-double. Um, I'll, I'll he had he a it with a triple-double. He had a pimple bubble. A pimple bubble. <laughs> <laughs> When was that? Fucking, hold on. I know I had it. Nets. Wednesday? No, it's this game right here. Nets. His first game back, Ben Simmons, 10 points. No, it wasn't that game. That was the only game he played. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sean. There's nothing, <laughs> there's not another there's one. nothing to compare to. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only one he played. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that game. Hey, yeah, he's still there was a, there's nothing else to say. It wasn't. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, Bleacher Report, lying cox. <laughs> Bleacher Report said he had a triple double. So he double. said it wasn't that game. <laughs> oh yeah, it was the only game he played. <laughs> we already talked. We already talked, Maxi. Part. We talked Maxi at the beginning of the show. And I'm wearing fucking representing man, Kentucky. Yes, sir. Um. <clears throat> well, all right. So we flirted with a triple double his first game. Then he went, "Yeah." yeah. How, how was it, Mike? How, how was it again, Mike? How was it? I, I'm a, I'm a sit down. I'm a, sit down. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a hurt again. The injury, dude. Did they escape that one or what? Yeah. Sixers won that trade. They did. Yeah, even as they made the playoffs. Hard. Yep. <laughs> you know what's sad? That kid has a. He's got a bevel of fucking talent, dude, and. It's just that's just sad. It's all upstairs, man. It's yeah, like it's sad, man. He's like, soft as Charmin. Yeah, weak and soft. Yep. Yep. He's Very one. He's one ply, man. That shit rips right through your finger, goes right yep. up your butthole. Yep. Your whole finger ends up in yeah, your yeah. Fucking all. Yeah. The, oh, it's all nasty. Yeah. It's all fucking. Nasty. Yeah, because he's too lazy Let's to see wipe. How right. Stinky those fingertips can get. You're like smelling it all day. Yeah. Yeah, like his fingers are up there. He's got he's got swamp ass. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. It's a bad. It's a bad thing. Bad thing. Fucking stink fist. It's bad. Stink. It's, bad. Fist. it's all bad. It's all Fucking bad. Stink fist. Stink fist. The Fuck NFL, man. and this actually happened uh, in the playoff game last weekend. The NFL is going to take the off season to review one of their rules that are is heavily criticized: the fumble out of the end zone. I don't like it. Do you like the rule? You don't like the fact that they're reviewing it's, it. That they're reviewing it. It's been the rule for how long? Mm-hmm. Like that's just the way it is. Like if you fumble out of your own, that that, that it's a it's a touchback. Like that's yeah, what it is. How, how could it not be a touchback? Well, what else could it be? Else. The that's only right. other thing they could do is review it, and you get the ball at the thirty or some or twenty five or something like that, right? That's what, the only the other. The yeah, like that's the only way you could do it. But they they already have a rules that you can't advance a fumble. The reason why they put that out there is because, say, there's a guy standing in the paint in the end zone, and the guy, you know, drops it on purpose to try to get, you know, that's why they invented that rule. The only, right. the only other thing I can think of is, is if you fumble the ball oh, man, it's out of bounds anywhere else, it goes back to the yards line of scrimmage. So if you fumble it in the end zone, it goes in. You maybe get the ball to 20, but you keep the ball, but then it's whatever down it is. Oh, you lose it down. Yeah, it's it's you lose that down, and it's whatever. Second, third, fourth, whatever down it is. The next down. Second, but it's from the 20. It's not from, like, the – yeah, I don't know. But that's, I, I kinda, I would, that, that's the only way I would do it. I but, don't Brian, like it I, at all. I don't like it either. I don't like it at all. It's a fun. No, leave it the way to – leave it where it is. I don't like it's it a, a little forward. bit. It's a touchback. Like it. It is you, what it you, is. You know the consequences when you're diving. It's a right. unicorn like that. It's a turn I'll, I'll see you on the 25. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it, well, like last week, right? So, like, um, the, the kid, Zay Flowers. I got to use that touchdown. Zay Flowers uh, went to dive in and lost the ball, and, and Kansas City recovered. Although, 
that's a little different because he was stripped. So that's a bad example. I apologize. Because he was stripped before he got in. They recovered in the end zone. That's a touchback. That's legit. Right. The but other the team fumble out of the end zone, right. like, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know what you can. That's the only, that's the only remedy, I think, it, instead of the other Zay team. Flowers that, might have, like, Zay Flowers screwed them on that play, and then that, that taunt. <laughs> the taunt yeah, killed him. Yeah, the play before. Yeah. When he slammed that ball down, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like, what are you doing? What that's is he that's doing? That's rookie shit. Yeah, it's a rookie, rookie thing. Shit. Yeah. You can't do that in a, a conference championship. That's, He's a rookie. That's just being in, in, inexperienced and, and immature. So, you know. I'm sure in that locker room, man. Oh, yeah, man. I had my shit washed in, bro. Dude, he, he didn't have a good he didn't have a good post game, I don't think. I'm sure guys were looking at him like, dude, what the fuck? No, yeah. no. He also, he also no. had a broken finger. Like, the veteran yeah, stood, stood up and told him, hey, look, you got to do this. You can't act like that. This is what you need to do. They didn't trash him. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But you you don't you don't think that they What's that right? after Who that is a fuck they went home they went home like that motherfucker like you know, and then that idiot like he said, like Ryan said he fucking went on the bench and slammed his finger against the bench all mad because he because he messed up yeah right he broke he, he like broke, broke his finger like dude yep. get fuck out of here um all right moving on it's just every a bad look every on. one of those players have been a rookie. You yeah, know but it's just a bad, He's a good receiver. Right. It's a bad mm-hmm. look on a promising young career. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was a bad look to end the year. He had a really good year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a member of the 2008 Philadelphia Phillies has passed away this week. Uh, Jimmy Williams was a bench coach for the Phillies. Uh, he also was a, a the manager of the year in 1999 with the Red Sox. Uh, Jimmy Williams... Uh, you know, pretty good coach, man. He, yeah, passed away at the age of 80 this week. So, another baseball guy going. Uh, Rajan Rondo was arrested. Right, that, that, that's a shame. <laughs> Rajan Rondo was arrested on drugs and weapon charges this week in Indiana. Like, like what the fuck, man? Like, like stop being a thug. What are you doing? <laughs> You can't yeah. have your eight ball if you don't got your nine ball. Right. But, but like you made millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like, I, I go what are you doing? Hand. What are you? Did you say? Did you say don't be a thug? Yeah. Damn. Rondo always looked like a guy that was a little bit off. He, kind of like, uh, yeah. he did. Yep. I'm actually surprised. This is the first time that I heard anything like this. Yeah, he looked like a motherfucker. Stab you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> Polsky said, is that Johnny Quest's little buddy? Rondo. Rondo was like the little guy yeah, what the in fuck? basketball. Like, he's normal size. Like, he's taller than us. But the little guy in basketball, they're just like. <coughs> oh, he says yeah, Raja. Right. Raja. His Raja. name is Raja. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He steered the boat. Raja, do you eat pussy? Yeah. <laughs> what was the dog's name? I, I, no, I don't eat meat. I don't eat meat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, thank you for calling Walmart online. I will help you right now. <laughs> you can find, you can find I that in aisle. Then I, then I eat pussy. You can find that in aisle thirty-two. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> I'm sorry, we do not employ 
regular human cashiers anymore. Please use the self-checkout. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> and I do not eat pussy. I do not eat pussy. It's against my religion. It's against their religion. They don't eat meat. Yeah, so definitely not roast beef. Yeah, they're not eating no Arby's over there. Uh, Indian people don't eat pussy. Nah. That fucking stinks too much. <laughs> Bet you're I'm wondering going if I got an Arby's beef and cheddar between my legs, huh? <laughs> 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 Gary looks wasted. Uh, we don't drink wasted. either. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm drunk, Mike. <laughs> All right, Arthur Smith. The only reason I bring this up, because I don't know how this fucking guy got another job. Oh, because he's white, probably. Arthur probably. Smith, Arthur Smith got the OC job at Pittsburgh. Um, that dude had B. John Robinson and never used him. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> <laughs> I, that should be disqualification from the NFL. Completely. He's like, ah, fuck it. No, and Mike, meanwhile, it. Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick don't have jobs. I don't care if they drafted him. This is a passing league. I'm not using him. I, I, I'm not using him. I don't like the way yeah, he watched, looks. I don't like the I way watched, he looks. I don't like baseball. his name. Yeah. I, I watch all the baseball skits or Facebook skits that, you know, somebody that goes around and says, Arthur, why aren't you using Bijan? Mm. Oh, well, because they're expecting that. Yeah, <laughs> so he's yeah really. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that mustache. Like, what, what's he trying to be? Fucking like a like a porn star? He looks like Mike's dad <laughs> 10 years ago. Oh, what's yeah. that? He looks like Mike's what? dad 10 years ago. <laughs> like your dad had a porn stash? I wouldn't say it was a porn stash. Mike, you got to find a picture and share it. it w- no, it was. I, I, I was going to say it Mike's was. Uh, I can't see Mike's dad with facial hair. Now, here to think. No. He's been clean shaven. Mike, Mike's dad didn't have the. I, I'm joking. Um, Mike's dad didn't have the. Like, he did have the mustache only thing going. But Mike's dad did not have. It didn't look like a porn stash on his dad. No, it was more. It was more filled in. It actually fit his dad pretty well. Um, was it? What was it like? A fucking uh, Tom Selleck mustache? Um, yeah, kind of close. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's an impressive that's a sexy mustache. mustache. Yeah, his dad's mustache. That's a sexy mustache. Up until what? I, I'm gonna say about ten years ago, Mike. Right? Is that accurate? Yeah, I don't he, know, man. I, he I, had that mustache yeah. since I knew him, and yeah. then he, and then he got rid of it. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why is he touching yeah. me, Mike? I don't know this guy. <laughs> Why is he invite? Um, <laughs> Maybe he started hanging out with Corrado. What was he that? started hanging out with Corrado. Corrado. <laughs> Let me shave this. It might have been for uh, for the wedding. He eats cocks. What's that? He eats cocks. For the wedding. Yeah, yeah. You, Mike, you might be you might be right. You might be right. I, I could have been. Could have been around that time. It was. It probably was around the time when he got married. Actually, yeah. It might well, have been around when he yeah. got married. Yeah, remarried. So yeah. I just can't see your dad with facial hair, Mike. Oh yeah. Uh. They give your balls a tug, you tent fucker. There was no reason for that. Um, speaking of balls getting a tug, Jesse Jane, the porn star. Remember her? 
Yeah. Big time porn star? Yeah, she she's dead. Uh, she started off with digital uh, play. Overdose? Yep. Started out with digital playground in 2002. Shortly thereafter, started to make appearances on Showtime's Family Business, and from there out, her career career in the industry took off. She started a number of well-known adult films and series, including the Pirates flicks, notably the sequel in Pirates 2: Stagnetti's Revenge. <laughs> which cost <laughs> which cost eight million dollars to make and to this day is still the most expensive porno ever. Jesse State Pirates Two Stag- Stagnetta's Revenge. Now I gotta watch it. Uh she <laughs> was uh she her and her boyfriend were found dead. She's dude she's she was forty. Forty years old. That's young. Which means she was like 19 when she started doing like that. Oh God, that's crazy. Yeah. Most of us start at 19, don't they? Most of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, really. Look at you. With your fucking 48% body fat and you scrounged a little bastard. Fucking right in the pussy. Yeah, really. We're coming off. Don't stop. Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> and f- what, the, what the fuck did he? Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me go back here. <laughs> yeah, let me rewind. Polsky said Hans Gruber. What's he talking about, Hans Gruber? Oh. Oh, Mike's dad. Oh, Hans. Oh, with the mustache. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And then shot in the back, Jesse, Jesse James, dirty whores. It's far. Dirty whore. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to do the movie review, too. Yeah, we got to do the movie review. All right, before that, though. She was stuffed at that. We got the final while you were drunk. Um, uh, local here to where Mike and I live, and not too Oof. far from Gary. This week, uh, there was a lot of police activity. Um, a man was found uh, missing his head in his bathroom. Uh, and then a YouTube video went up, and it turned out that his own son cut his father's head off because he was a part of the government. And this guy, this kid, who lived at home, which tells you enough, and he was 30-something years old, um, <clears throat> was... Uh, trying to start a movement. And he got caught uh, about two hours away. Uh, I don't know. I wonder if the head was still in the bag. He had a clear plastic plastic bag and held the fucking bag up. And, uh, dude, it was... I didn't watch it. It I was, it was it. a lot. It was a lot, dude. Um, but the crazy part is, so when everything happened... So I got a text from TJ, who lives right across the street from the, from the house. And TJ writes me and he goes... Dude, you're not going to believe this. You know, this is insane. This has happened right down the street. So apparently, the the mother was out food shopping, and she came home and she walked in. She's like, "Hun, I got head and shoulders." And he looked, and she looked down. And she's like, "Oh fuck." Oh my god. Sean's trying. Sean's yeah, trying to yeah, get one yeah, of us yeah. busting out laughing, and we're we're just not going to give him the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. No. Good luck, Sean. Try a little too hard on that. Did I? Was it too hard? Yeah. No, but the truth, no, the wife did, the wife did come home, and she was the one that found him. And, um, 
yeah, she called the cops, and the cops came out and found this fucking, this dude, 60-something years old. Fucking, oh, God, dude, I, I, your own son cuts your head off? Like, how fucking bad? Hey, you know what? Go fuck yourselves, because Polsky and Jay Parr both like this. Go fuck you, all right? <laughs> no, they like the fact that we didn't laugh. That made it worse. Yeah, I think that's what they love. <laughs> yeah, that's how they well, how about this one? I had sex with my dad in an elevator. It was wrong on so many levels. Oh, my God. Is that true, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, man. But, yeah, that was, uh, that's why you were drunk. Um, so next time you drive through uh, Levittown, don't lose your fucking head. You know, I'm trying to keep it together, so. God, that's a fucked up story, dude. That's really messed up. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And then uh, it's time, guy, because we didn't do it last week. This is Corner Pub Sports Movie Review with Gary. Stay drunk or fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't right. give anything away, bro. No, I won't. <laughs> This is a combined movie review, Gary and Sean, tonight. Like the the killer, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Great movie. Good stuff. You're watching along. They drag you on. I just think the ending could have been better. But the whole the whole thing during the whole entire movie, it keeps you locked in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it could have been better. So what, was it, five, what was it about that, the end that you didn't like? Without I mean, giving details away. Well, I just I, I just think it could have been better. Yeah, but in what sense? Uh, I mean, without giving it away, you know, it's too much. I can't get into detail there. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I, I just think I just think it could have been more rather than a prosecution. Uh, that's all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the way the ending was presented to me was weird. Okay. Um. But I gave you, a, I gave you a. There's a cool cameo at the very end, which I won't tell. I told Gary right. last week. You can't. Very cool. Um, yes. Yeah, I agree with Gary. Uh, the, the the story, <coughs> the story is very cool, very interesting, very long, but extremely well acted. Uh, the the Caprio kept you locked in, dude. Uh, uh, by the way, so DiCaprio, and I'm, this isn't giving anything away, guys. DiCaprio. I th- I have a feeling he watched Sling Blade before he took the role on, or before he filmed this. Because he, that's a he, brilliant observation, right? Think about it. Because when you see his mannerisms and stuff, I'm like that reminds me of Billy Bob Thornton and Sling Blade. The way he his gestures and his the the the, 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 the lips are frown. Yeah. He he kind of reminds me, of, and he's not smart in the movie. He's he's kind of a dumb dude. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's not, you know, he's not retarded, but like he's, um, I'm sorry, he's not a hard R. He's not a hard R word. But well, he's, he didn't um, understand the process of insurance claims. He didn't understand much about anything, <laughs> except for being a dickhead. You know, uh, he he was. Uh, let's do this. He was street smart, mm-hmm. not book smart. Yeah. Um, uh, the the woman, the lead, the the the, the girl, was mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. She was excellent in the movie. Scorsese did a great job. Cinematography is fantastic. 
Uh, the score, I think, could have been better. You know, when you think of Scorsese, right, don't you think of, like, the music he chooses? Like, kind of like Tarantino does. I think that could have been a little bit better. I think he kind of lacked in that department a little bit in this movie. Um, but overall, what, what would you rate it? What did you say, seven or something? Is it? Three and a half out of five. Yeah, I'm going to. Yep. I think that's I think that's good. Did you see it, Mike? Yeah. Did you, oh, you no, didn't see I didn't it see it yet, man. Yeah, it definitely takes some dedication. Um, I watched Dumb Money instead. Dumb Money? Uh, Wait, Dumb Money. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one about GameStop? Yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah. I forgot about that fucking movie. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. Like a year or two ago it came out. Did it come out that long ago? I think so. I thought like two, it just came it was, out. I think it was like two years ago, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe Did, about a year ago. Maybe about a year ago. I was going to say, because the, the whole premise of the, the thing wasn't that long ago. No, yeah, I think, yeah, about a year. Yeah, it was. They turned it around quickly. Yeah. Well, dude, the movies, <laughs> the movies come out and they're on, there's no sense. Of, that's why people don't go to movie theaters anymore. No, right. They come out well, in not three on, months. Yeah, but not, not only that, but I mean, like, the, the story of what they were telling just occurred, like, it was within six months of this, like, of an ending that they had the movie. Yeah, it out. was very, yeah. Um, no, yeah, Dumb move, the, dumb Money came out, I'm going to say about a year ago it came out. Okay. Mm. That stock went from three and change to 450. Uh-huh. Do you know what, like. I just bought like, fucking like, a game off of them last week. Cocksuckers. Yeah. By the oh, way. By the way, yeah, I bought it off of. I pre-ordered last because uh, the PS5 is is remastering all the Last of Us games. GameStop is still open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought they all closed. Uh, and uh, Last of Us Two, they remastered it last Friday, and I pre-ordered it and it came on Saturday or something. Dude, all I'm yeah, gonna say. Yeah, you're pictures and shit. Yeah. Dude, all I gotta say, if you guys watch The Last of Us, that second season is gonna fucking blow your mind if they. Stay true to the game. It's fucking wild. It's right. wild. You told me to watch it. It's, oh, it's a good show. That's good it's, shit. It's gonna, you thought the first season turned your stomach with the shit that happens? Wait until the second season. It's, I didn't watch any of it yet. It's, dude, the, I have to recap the Garrett, first Garrett, the first fucking episode, you're going to... I'd be surprised you don't have a tear streaming on your face. Straight up, y'all. Like, it's, it, it's it, fucking it, it, it's terrible. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. But it's good. It's really good, though. So, oh, good, good shit. Yeah, but yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> I think that's gonna pretty much call it. Uh, just so everyone knows, um, this has been planned for a while. We got a show next week. We got a show the final week. That yeah, so we got a show pre Super Bowl. We got a show post Super Bowl. And then we're gonna kind of do a thing here. Um, I think it's. I think it's for the best of, for everybody here, um, except for the listeners, I guess. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're gonna we're it's gonna, gonna be better for them. <laughs> it might be actually the show might be four hours long. You know, oh, like God. Really. But um, we're gonna we're gonna scale things back a little bit, at least temporarily. Uh, so following the Super Bowl, uh, we're gonna do every other week instead of every week. Um, you know, things are just getting difficult for everybody here on the show. Um, 
for various reasons. We don't have to get into it. But, you know, we, you know we're, not, we're not canceled. We're not not doing the show, anything like that. We're just going to scale it back a little bit. <clears throat> Every other week, we're still going to do the show. We're still going to bring you the same nonsense. And actually, you know, doing it every other week, we might have more content for you. Um, but our, our feeling was, you know, we we kind of looked at the situation. We're like, all right, look, we got the Sixers, we got the Flyers, and we got the Phillies in spring training. And we got the – even when the Phillies season starts, you know, do we have to do a show every week? You know, that's right. something we can, we can examine when we get to it. Um. But at least temporarily, get back, get back into it in season when it's ninety out. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I mean, really I guess you, you you consider getting back into it. Well, you know, depending on what the what's going on with the Flyers and Sixers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playoff time, right? So like May, June, that might change things. Maybe we're doing a show every week again. Right. Um, and March just said we can all hang out on the off days. A fucking day, like absolutely. Sure. Like we'll we'll make things work. So. Um, but we just want to kind of give our listeners, uh, a heads up about this and, uh, you know, we're not going away. It's nothing bad. It's, it's, I think it's for the better. I think, you know, just, just a lot of shit going on in everyone's lives right now. And, um, you know, we, again, we've been doing this for nine years now, uh, consistently every week. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we're all on the, kind of on the same page. I think we're, if we don't, we don't have to do a show every week if we don't have to do a show. Um, you know, if there's nothing to talk about, why do a show? Um, you know, so that's kind of where we're at. So I just wanted to give everyone a heads up before we kind of log off, uh, off the show for tonight. So, you know, just so everyone is on the same page. Uh, so Jay said, what you, so what you're saying, Sean, is if I find something to do on Friday nights for two weeks out of the month, sure, I can sit and be depressed. No problem. (laughs) Poor Jay. Sorry, Meg. I mean, it could be worse. You could have your head chopped off. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a Friday night. He could pick the mother-in-law up off the floor and have some fucking fireball. Wouldn't it mean that Sean would be the one that did it? That'd be true. Or yeah. we can all meet fucking Jay at Nick's Roast Beef and hang out with him every other Friday night. We could do that, too. There, there we go. You know what I mean? So, you know, there, every solution has – every problem has a solution, so – We'll make modern it work. Modern problems need, need modern solutions. <laughs> yeah, what, what, was what was that? Yeah, what was that? What was that? What was that from? Chappelle, what, what's it? Chappelle show. Modern problems yeah. need modern, modern solutions. Modern problems yeah. require modern, when, modern, modern solution. solution. When keeping <laughs> real goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Next so, roast beef is better on Saturday night, so. Uh, that is true. If you want to get your dick sucked. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. Well, on that note, right, Mike, uh, play us. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, actually, you're okay. You're okay. All right. Are we having another beer? Yeah. I'm not. I'm falling asleep here. Yeah, I see you over there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm exhausted. It's been a long week. Mike, play us out on the podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Mike. Clean us out. <laughs>